With us today is Lisa Headley, Ayurvedic practitioner, founder of the Mayflower Spa. This is Lisa Headley's Strategies for Dealing with Stress, the Spring Cleaning Edition. Hello. The Spring Cleaning Edition. Yes. Well, you know, here's the thing. I can't say enough about spring cleaning because I realize that really I'm just talking about ways to keep yourself fit and working properly all the time. But in spring, as we know, it's particularly important. Or maybe we don't know because maybe we haven't listened to me for the last couple of weeks. But I keep banging on about how in the springtime we are prone to getting cloggy, clogged up, right? The snow is melting. It's slushy. It's, it can get gunky. And the inside of the body is the same as the outside world. It's usually a reflection. Um, and it is. So it's really, really important to keep the system moving, 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 which is why at this time of year, this like incredible mass of cleansing tricks that you see all over the media is a kind of a good idea. Pick one, pick a few. I was looking at a recipe, for example, the other day, which I think I reposted or retweeted or whatever you call it, so that it could get out there further because I liked it. It's a raspberry smoothie made with dandelion root tea um, and a couple of other ingredients. And it's, I just liked that combo because it makes all kinds of sense. It's not very highly acidic. It's got, actually, it's got a lot of lemon in it. It's got a whole lemon in it, which is, I know it's counterintuitive, but lemon, when you drink it like that, is actually alkaline. Okay. And um, the raspberries are not acidic. And the dandelion root tea is, in fact, alkaline as well. They're all alkaline, which is what you want to be doing when you're trying to cleanse and move gunk out. Okay. So, in fact, it is really good that way. All right. Um, But anyway, so it's just one of those examples of a thing that I I just – it's simple. It's also really pretty. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm big on pretty drinks. Like, I look at some of those green drinks and I just go, oh – I mean, my, I'm gagging before I even get there. So I think, okay, well, this one's really pretty, and it tastes yummy, too. And you can put so, an umbrella in it. You could, and you could just imagine you're on a beach somewhere, but like a daiquiri. But, you but know, anyway, there's you know, yeah. something to be said for that because it's been really um, spring-like. And when I say this, I'm talking about the brown, muddy bit before the green shoots start coming through except for the ice and snow in certain places here in the right, right. lovely... Yes, let's not forget that. Right, let's not. And so I, I think that there is a real need for something pretty, something growing, something actually that sense, because, you know, it's it's been a... Spring definitely follows winter for a reason. And spring begins things for a reason. Much more, you know... And, and if nothing else this year... In this part of the country, there has been a definite um, demarcation. You can tell. So anything that can be done to support the transition, I think, is exactly. Helpful. You know, and the reason we started talking about this weeks ago is because even before the discernible transition is a great time to start this, so that your body is primed. You know, priming the well, priming the pump. But in case you didn't. No time like the present just to get started. In the, um, I always love this idea that in the native Indian cultures around, you know, where we all live in the Northeast and 
other places too, I'm sure. It's just that I had done the research in the Northeast. They had their rituals in the spring. Their purification rituals involved literally burning all their belongings that they didn't need anymore. Probably partially because, you know, they were living in stinky, sweaty tents to keep warm, wearing the same clothes day after day, you know, the same deer skin day after day, and they were pretty nasty. You can only imagine what was growing in it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the purification process involved just, you know, whatever, burn it all. And then come next fall, you'll kill some more deer and have a new skirt. But, you know, it's a good, it was good practically, and it was a good metaphor. And I think that um, we can just learn from that kind of tradition and say, okay, now is the time to wake up like the little shoots are waking up and sprouting out of the mucky brown slush earth. That's the way you have to think about yourself. And one, um, another really excellent practice, which I, I tend not to talk about the more esoteric yogic practices because it A, confuses people and B, turns them off. But there is one that I really love and I decided, you know what? I am not going to be afraid to talk about it. It's called Agni Sara. And Agni means fire and Sara means essence. So it's, uh, an Agni really has a more subtle meaning than just fire, like the red campfire. It is the digestive fire. It's the fire of transformation in our systems. And so when you think about it, you need to stoke that fire. You need to keep it at just the right level. You don't want the fire to get too hot because then to your point about somebody who has too much acid in their system, you start to get heartburn and you start to get things like skin rashes and all the kind of things that we associate with what I always refer to as pitta, the heating conditions. When your digestion is burning too fast and too hot, you get these bad symptoms. You can get hemorrhoids. You can get burning, itching, yucky stuff going on on the other end of digestion. You uh, Acid reflux, all those things that you can imagine that are like the hot, overdone qualities inside your digestive system. If you start burning out, every, you know, stomach acid, if it weren't contained within your system, could burn a hole in metal. It is intense stuff. So you want to keep that agni, that fire, not too high. But then likewise, what happens if it's too low? Your digestion is sluggish. You can't even digest the simplest foods well. So you'll get things like bloating, belching, what we call ama, toxic buildup in the system because your body is not able to properly digest if your agni is low. And if you're not properly digesting, then things get clogged up. And if things get clogged up, you get sick. You get, again, skin rashes that are caused from, for the other reason. Um, and just, you know, bad, 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 bad. So the object is to keep, uh, the object of the game is to keep Agni at an optimal level, to keep the digestive fires working properly so that you are metabolizing the foods you eat. So a lot of times... Um, for a while, I suffered with a really bad B12 deficiency, and I couldn't understand it because I was eating all the right foods with all the right stuff. And then I started to look at the way my Agni was working in my system, and I realized that I wasn't metabolizing the B vitamins. I wasn't properly using the food that I was taking in. So there's all these different subtle ways of looking at it. But the goal is to keep the Agni working properly. 
And so Agni Sar is this really um, pretty simple practice where you, uh, you, best done standing, but you can do it sitting, where you put your hands just above your knees and sort of bend over, you know, with a, with a flat back, but sort of bend over your legs and exhale all the air out of your entire lungs so that they're really, your inner stomach, your abdomen region is pulling right back towards your spine. You've emptied out so much. And then you pump your stomach in and out actively. And that not only tones your abdominals for people that want to do that, it's a fantastic full system toning device, but it tones the inner organs and it brings oxygen and it brings blood to the area. So it's like a tonifier for the internal organs. And I love it. And it gets Agni working properly. And it's pretty simple. There's a couple of contraindications. I always like to remind people if you have a hernia or you're pregnant or you're on your menstrual cycle, best not to do it. But um, otherwise, it's a really great daily morning practice. And if you couple that with a cup of hot water with a little lemon squeezed in it, then you're taking care of cleaning the insides every morning in a way that will pay really huge dividends throughout the day as your system is actually functioning. So that's my my primary practice of the day. I was excited to <laughs> to share another way to do or to think about spring cleaning and getting your system primed and pumped and ready to go. So that's my thoughts. Do you think there's any chance on God's green earth that you would do this? Who? You. No. Who? <laughs> no, she says. Okay, so I just yattered on and you're not going to do it. But, really? Uh, but, I can't convince you? But, other, but, but others may well. They may, but why won't you do it? Let's talk about why wouldn't you do it. I mean, other than one of those personal contraindications. I mean, if you have one of those, then I can't. You know, no, whatever. not a personal contraindication. Just don't, 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 don't feel like uh, I, because I would rather take, take deep breaths and go, yay, and skip. <laughs> okay. I, well, I just say, say, people that would rather take deep breaths and yay and skip. I say take the deep breaths, but punch your stomach in and out while you're doing it, and you'll you'll achieve. Some I don't want to punch myself in the stomach. I do it. No, you don't have to punch yourself in the stomach. You're using your stomach muscles to pooch it out and suck it in, and pooch it out and suck it in, and it's like it's abdominal exercises. Do you do abdominal exercises? I do. Well, there you go. You're probably activating a lot of this anyway. Every day. Same idea, but a lot of people don't do that. Okay, you but my, my attention. Yeah. Okay, but yes, I do abdominal exercises every day. So maybe that's why I don't want to punch myself in the stomach. Maybe, but that's good. As long as you're doing it's the same idea. All right, so essentially what you're saying is that uh, if you are doing some sort of abdominal, either uh, some sort of abdominal exercise, um, then you can jump around and vocalize and skip. Sure, because you're getting, I mean, I prefer the targeted exercise, of course, but you're getting some of the same benefits. When you're doing abdominal exercises, which I assume are crunches or, you know, revolving crunches or whatever, you are activating that part, that region of your body, and that is bringing blood flow to that region. And you are, incidentally, massaging those internal organs in a way that will be beneficial. Likewise, twists, you know, for people that have a yoga practice and they do um, seated twists or revolved poses, that also activates and exercises that part of the body. Do you, and this is going to sound really, really ancient, have you found that there are practices or routines where you don't do uh, 
twists or stretches or cr- where 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 you don't end up activating all parts of the body or by and large is that covered you mean so we're not talking about a sedentary person we're talking about somebody that's doing exercise we're talking about someone who's either doing exercise or going to yoga or something like that well i think that there's some some exercises that activate the total body better than others but I mean, don't you, you work know, on parts at, of the body for example don't i what isn't it set up so that you work on parts of the body well, it really depends on the exercise. I mean, I went to a Labar class the other day to see what that was about, and I felt like we did so much isolating of individual muscle groups that we didn't really activate everything. Right. Okay. And I have always been a very poor um, uh, surveyor or sampler of various classes, because <sighs> just because I mean, I've always been like that, and I know how these. Um, I don't want to say fads, but I, I, I know how popular very specific things become. But just as in collecting, there are completists or there are generalists or there are, and I am, and, you know, I am, when it comes to exercise, I figure you've got to do something for every body part, ultimately. Yeah, and some for, things are better at others yeah, sure. than others at getting them all. I mean, I think, you know, I, I've only been to a spinning class once, and I felt like, you know, my whole system got going, but did it feel as particularly good on the core central part of my body? No. So, you know, I know for myself that when I do a full routine, either like five Tibetan rites or a full set of sequence of sun salutations with some twists added in, I really feel like I've gotten every single part of my body activated. Also, I'm very conscious to do it. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think it just, it's, first of all, let me say this. For the people who are going to do nothing, they really go to their spinning class and they're not going to do anything other than that, I don't want to discourage them from doing that because that's, just getting out and getting the body moving obviously gets the blood flowing, obviously oxygenates the blood and that flows all around the body. So you're getting benefits. Do I think the benefits are greater when you really concentrate on expanding and creating space all over the body? Yes, I do. And I, for example, I do my own yoga practice every day, right? usually between 15 and 20 minutes of a certain sequences. Sometimes I want some things more than others, so I adjust for myself. But I have the great pleasure of having uh, an old yogi friend of mine who's a fantastic teacher with me last week for the whole week, and we practiced every day, and my body felt 100% better because we did these long, full practices and we really got to every square inch of the body and it opened and it felt fantastic. I just felt more space and more supple in every single part of my body. So, you know, there you go. Basically, people just need to find or resume some sort of exercise. There's got to be a re-entry into exercising to celebrate or to... Um, take advantage of this shift. Yes. And obviously, now that you can be outside, you know, for those of us who are gardeners, you're going to be out in your garden, bending over, standing up, da, 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 da. That in itself, you know, those are fantastic. You're actually getting it all if you're out there doing active, real work, because that's just the nature of that beast. But for many of us who don't have the luxury or the interest, depending on how you look at it, to garden, for example, then 
you know, being outside and doing your run outside versus inside has enormous benefits. The terrain isn't all flat. You're using different muscle groups just to keep steady on the road. You're breathing in the fresh air of the outdoors. All those things about being able to be outside are going to be energizing, are going to naturally get you into the flow of spring. My emphasis on the practices like Agnisar are really for people who are not taking advantage, let me say it this way, taking advantage of resources that are around them in their natural lives. You know, so I, I, I do take advantage of resources around me. I bike every day. I try and get outside. I do different cross, I guess you'd call them cross training types of things in my life. And I still like to do Agnisar because it's targeted. But for people who have a more sedentary life, who go to an office, who don't get the opportunity to really target some specific areas, I would recommend that one over a lot of things because digestion is everything in the end. You can be as fit as you want to be, but if your digestion isn't working optimally, you're going to feel yucky. It's going to show in your skin. It's going to show in your mood. It's going to show in your overall nutrition. So, you know, it bleeds out everywhere. So if you're going to do one thing, do something that's going to enhance your nutrition. And at this time of year, especially when the tendency and the need for flushing the system and getting everything working and getting the equilibrium right is very important. That's why it's so important now. There you go. Okay. Um, the other thing I, I have noticed and I was uh, curious about is, d- do you have to remind your clients basically to go outside? Yes. Because I know that sounds crazy, but no, yes. I know. But the, the reason I'm asking is because I I just see people going through their lives having dropped out, and I have the luxury, obviously, of not living in the city. But even in the city, or especially in the city, you know, the basic rhythms you still still need to be observed. And I'm just amazed at how anyone can um, find any real sense of balance if they've sort of, you know, like, all right, I'm only exercising between X and X. If, if, if you're not doing just the regular connecting, oh, going outside and getting some air, some, just the stuff that uh, presumably your mother made you do when you were growing up. <laughs> well, as we all know, it's harder to do in the city, in the New York City kinds of cities, and it's even harder to do in the L.A. kinds of cities where you're just in and out of your car. You know, city life is, is not natural life in that sense. And for urbanized creatures, I guess it's natural, and we do adapt pretty well. But to really find your equilibrium and stay optimally healthy, yeah, you got to get do what your mother said. Go out and get some fresh air. <laughs> Go out and do something that's in the world, that's in the elements, that's not just... Your same old routine. It's not just getting a cab or something, or getting in your car on your way to the. the, Right. No, it's not. And it's not just going to the gym every day. Right. That's why I said, you know, I listen. I I don't want to. From doing whatever they're doing, so I want to keep repeating that. But and gyms are great, and I'm all for them. But mix it up, cross training, cross training. You know, that phrase means something very specific in exercise, but in general, it just means remember that if you do five different exercises systems a week, you will be better off than if you go to spinning class every single day. You just will. 
because the muscles in your body inure to whatever you're doing and it becomes less of a full body workout even if it started out in just doing the same thing every day. And I say that to yogis. I have clients who are beautiful Ashtangi yogis or addicted to Bikram and great. But if you do that every single day, then you stop A, remembering why you're doing it. You stop B, really activating your muscles in a way that is ultimately going to be beneficial to you. So yes, do it, but either add in something else or mix it up. And that's really important. So that's slightly off the subject of where we started, but that's a really important takeaway from this conversation today is definitely keep mixing up your approach to fitness and workouts all year long, all day long, all week long, in whatever increment you want to see it as. But make sure you mix it up so that your body is a little off, body's a little confused. That's what's going to give you the benefits and the results. All right, and one last question. You talk about this um, quite a bit. You have in the past, and I just want, I want to encourage you to mention it again in your final minute. And that is what you call switching it up. Right. And that, for people who are trying to manage their lives, can be a challenging concept. Because they become, you know, it's easier to get, this is your routine and this is what you do. This is your routine and this is what you do. So there are actually some benefits in altering it from time to time. And I'd just like you to say that one more time, please. That is absolutely correct. Switching it up. And remember, switching it up emotionally, switching it up physically, switching it up psychologically, every way you can just to set your, remind yourself, remind your physical self that there are subtle changes in the way you use muscles. Like, you know, if you're doing bicep curls with weights, that's one thing. If you're doing a sport or you're doing push-ups, that's another. They're attacking the same muscle, but they're attacking it slightly differently. So by switching that up, you're activating it in a real way that's going to give you more benefits than just pumping that thing the same way every single day. And that's what's important. So switching it up, absolutely. Switching it up in every way, all of your routines. So as much as I recommend daily practices and daily routines, the minute you start doing it on automatic pilot, time to switch it up. (laughs) Thank you very much, Lisa Headley, Ayurvedic practitioner, founder of the Mayflower Spa. This is Lisa Headley's strategies for dealing with stress or spring. Lisa can be found at lalife, L-A-H, life.com. Hamara Sukun